Geek Hard Games, God of War spoiler cast. I am your host, Cody, and I'm alongside my friend, Sam Suvak. Hello. Perfect. I don't know why I said your last name, but not mine. I'm Cody Teacher. How's it going? Um, I missed that. <laughs> Everybody knows who Cody is. He doesn't need a last name. So. Huh. Uh, so, today we are talking about God of War, and it's going to be a spoiler cast. So, if you don't want to be spoiled, walk away now, because this is not the show for you. And if, if you're thinking, like, maybe I would like to play God of War, but I don't know, I'd like to know a little bit more about it before I decide, don't listen to this podcast, because part of yeah, no, what we're... God of War is cool, is so cool about is all of the surprising things that's, that happen in it, and so you definitely don't want to be spoiled for that. We did another podcast where we talked about God of War without spoilers, so go back and listen to that one. It's entitled, Where'd I Leave My Axe? So... Where did you leave it? That's the fucking question. I was just looking for my mini hatchet that's supposed to be in my emergency <laughs> bag in the trunk of my car, and I couldn't find it. So I don't know where I left my axe. I'm really concerned. So uh, People are really just going to be like, why does she need a mini hatchet? <laughs> Reasons, okay? Anyways. <laughs> so, God of War came out last month, and we've both beaten it now. Sam, how... How long did it take you? About a week, you would say? Oh, I don't recall. I hate when games don't keep track of your time. time. Although that doesn't really matter. But yeah, I did I did take my time with it. It was definitely more than a week. Um, at least a week and a half, maybe two weeks of just like, you know, kind of taking it easy and enjoying it. I didn't want to rush through it. Um, and also, I think like I said before, like this kind of game can be hard on my wrists and hands. Because, like, you're just constantly doing stuff. There are no breaks yeah. in it. So um, so that kind of limited my, my time that I could play, like, in one sitting. So, Yeah, I ended up uh, beating it the weekend it came out. Just because I love God of War. And I was like... Although I was really sad once I beat it. Because I was like, oh, well, nah, I just want to keep going. Mm-hmm. But luckily, I had the Platinum to go for. And I did end up getting the, platform, the Platinum for it a couple days later. So I did have about a week with the game. Um, so yeah, we're here to talk about all the spoilerly uh, story stuff that we enjoyed. So I think where we kind of want to first start is the first big boss battle. And so, setting the scene, Kratos and his son just got home. They just uh, did the fire for their mom, and now they're hanging out at the house, getting ready to leave. And Kratos hears a knock on the door. Or actually, it's like a it's like a big like the house starts shaking you hear like a, some flapping of wings and then there's a knock at the door and Kratos is like oh god and he sends Atreus underneath the floorboards where he's never supposed to go and he opens the door and there's a tattooed stranger there and I just realized just like, why huh. he's never supposed to go there I didn't yeah, make that connection we'll before that we'll get to that oh. <laughs> I love this game so much so many things um <laughs> So there's a tattooed stranger there, and he's really pushing Kratos, and then that's when the first boss fight starts. And, like, this dude's going toe-to-toe with Kratos in one of the most epic superhero fights of all time. Like, you are throwing each other through walls, you're fighting in the air. Like, I was like, this is incredible. Like, this is what a way to start the game. Sam, what did you think about that entire 
scene. Yeah, well, I'd heard a lot of hype about it uh, going into it, and I was like, yeah, that definitely lives up to it. It's very exciting. And, like, I kind of had moments of despair where I was like, how am I going to defeat this guy? This yeah. is just like, because you think you'd got him defeated and then he'd come back and he was fine and you're like you eventually find out that you know he can't be hurt he can't be injured really so it's like how am i gonna get out of this and uh so it was, it was a very intense battle it's a lot of fun yeah it was a lot of fun um yeah and like at the end of the fight when you break his neck and toss him off i really i think you were supposed to have a feeling like okay i won but in my head i was like he's coming back like yeah. there's no way that was it yeah um so after that, Kratos is kind of like, all right, we got to get out of here. Like, Atreus, come on. Even though he was telling Atreus just before this that he's not ready. Uh, so they start to go. They're going to spread their mother's ashes, Atreus's mother's ashes, on the highest peak in the realm, which they think is this mountaintop. So you're going, and you run into, after a little bit, you run into a boar that looks magical, and Atreus ends up shooting it. Oh, my it. God, yes. And this is where you're introduced to the witch, in the mm-hmm. woods, how we meet her, as we come to find out, she's actually Freya, um, Odin's wife, and I love this character. Yes, she, she, I liked her from the start, and even in the end, when we get to it, I still liked her. I thought she was a great character. Yeah, Sam, you seem really excited, so I want yes. to let you go. Oh my god, I was so excited when we ran into her, and when she led us back to her little grove, the scenery was so beautiful and. This is where the game kind of took a turn because before you were in the woods, it was snowy. It was fine. Like it was a beautiful landscape, but it was a very natural. Yes, this is like a real thing. And then this is the point where you cross over and you start getting into the real fantastical, magical looking things. Like there's some type of deer or elk with like glowing blue horns. Um, There's just these bright red flowers and things like that you just wouldn't see in nature. Her house is a freaking turtle. And it's just, (laughs) he just like lifts up. And so she can like go in. I don't, I don't know if she's inside him or if she's just under him. I don't know. Under? I guess that makes more sense. But anyway, it's pretty awesome that there's this turtle. So it's just like this magical world. Um, So I really like getting to see that aspect of the story. And then Frey is just super cool. Before you know <clears throat> who she is, she's just like this witch who's really into like nature and she wants to heal this hog that you shot because it's her friend. Um, and she just seems really cool. And I was like, man, I hope we get to see more of her as the story goes on. And luckily we did. So that was cool. Yeah, so after we met her... I was like, okay, hopefully she comes back. That's what I was hoping, and luckily she did. Um, so from there, we're reaching almost to the top of the mountain, and we run into... Uh, there's two dwarves we run into, Brock and Sindri, mm-hmm. and good lord, are they some of the funniest characters in this entire game? <laughs> like, they contrast so well, because mm-hmm. Brock is this, like, brash, like, arrogant, like, Cusses like Dirty. a sailor, yeah. Cusses like a sailor, and Sindri is like definitely wants to be clean. He wants he he doesn't try to be like rude or brash. He's just it's yeah. they're just and they're brothers. And when they end up coming back together, it's just really funny because I think the interactions get even funnier when they come back together. Um, 
I love them. And I also just the way that the game works is like, because these are, are they dwarves? Is that what they are? Yes, they're yes. dwarves. And so like dwarves have this ability to just like kind of teleport through space and dimensions. And so pretty much like any location you go to, one of them would just pop up and be there. So it wasn't like you ever had to backtrack yeah. and go search for one. Like they were always just around. So it was so um, wow. convenient. I remember the first time you go to the Elf Realm, uh, Alfheim. Alfheim. Um, and I walked around the corner and I could hear the clanging yeah. and the banging. I was like, like how did no they get way. here? Like, <laughs> how did they get here? Oh my god, um, let me just say, when we first meet Brock for the first time, like, you hear from a distance there's this animal that's in, like, serious distress. And I got pretty upset, like, walking towards that, because I'm like, what's happening to this animal? Is somebody killing it? But it was not. It was fine. It's his little pack animal, and he was just scared to go across the bridge because he saw something across the way, so it was just, like, him being scared. And then, like, I think Atreus went and talked to the animal and was like, hey, it's all right, dude, and settled him down. It was really sweet. So that made me happy because I'd been worried that something bad was going to happen to the animal, but it was all good. Yeah. Like, wait, I don't think I, nothing really bad happens to animals in this game. Well, so. I mean, dragons are animals. Uh, yeah, good point. <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, uh, I remember, is the dragon before we meet Ramir or is it after? It's before because we just meet Sindri for the first time. Yes. So, yes. So, and before we get to that, there was some just regular little battle, and I think it was with an ogre or a troll. But the first time I was fighting one of these things, and it picked up just like another enemy and threw it at me. Oh, yeah. I just lost my shit. I was like, this is fantastic. I loved whenever that happened. And once I got the um, like return projectiles ability, I really wanted to try to do that with an enemy that was thrown at me, but I never <laughs> did get it. Did you ever do that? Is that something you can do? No, uh, I think it's, it's like you're technically not throwing back. You're just like absorbing energy. You're, you're absorbing energy okay. and then your shield bounces the energy back. Okay. Um, I would really like to be able to throw an enemy back. Awesome. That would have been awesome. Uh, so yeah, we kind of, like, I would, not the, not really the middle boss fight, but like the second big boss fight is this dragon you fight. And this was super awesome. This because, was so like, good. This is what like in the old, like old God of War games, like it was about the spectacle about a big fight. Like I want to say it's the beginning of God of War 2. You're taking down a gigantic like stone statue and it's so awesome. And this was equivalent to that because it's like. This dragon is huge. You're like doing all you can against it, and you end up like smashing its head into into like this rock. And like, we come back to the very beginning of that fight, where you go inside the mouth of the dragon, oh, yeah. and you're fighting from the inside of the dragon's mouth. It was so amazing. Yeah, that that entire. All the boss fights in this game are amazing, but that one, the first two really take the cake. Like, I was like, this is just amazing. Like, oh my gosh. And um, I'm going to say something that's probably going to make you a little bit unhappy, but when I did that boss fight with the dragon, I was like, this is what I hoped Monster Hunter World was going to be like. It was... Okay, no, that's reasonable. And yeah, like, the, the difference is, like, you know, you're fighting this giant thing. Like, how could you ever 
even put a dent in it. But it's uh, it's just it's one of those things where it has like the patterns and you have to learn what it's doing and then like learn the proper counter to avoid that and do damage. <clears throat> so it's like a very logical fight and it all makes sense. But you look so badass while you're doing it. So it was so much fun. Yes, after that, Sindri's like, oh, let me upgrade your axe and all that, and then we continue on through the mountain, and we're reaching... Oh, I was just going to say, I love that every time you upgrade your axe, like, physically, your axe changes and starts to look prettier and prettier, and, like, as the game goes on, it just just looks so amazing as it gets stuff added to it. It's great. Yeah. Um, We reach the top of the mountain, we're climbing up, and we can hear some people talking... And we find out that the stranger, not dead, and he also has two buddies along with him. We'll meet them a little bit later on after this. Um, but they're talking to somebody, and you get up there, and you don't see anybody up there. It's just they were talking to somebody, but you don't see anybody. And you kind of turn, and there's a head. There's like a human being, like merged inside this tree. This is where we meet Mimir, the talking head. And he is hilarious. Mimir is the uh, best. He is so much fun. At this point, this is when, because I, you're like, oh, this is gonna be the end. Like we're, we're at the top, the top of the, like the highest peak in the realm. So many times like, in this nope. game, I think, oh, I'm almost to the end. This is gonna be it. Yeah. It's like, nope, nope. Like once you get closer to the end, like you're like, oh yeah, this is it. I'm gonna get there. Nope, nope, still going. So, but we'll get to that. Um. So Mamir like lets you know, like no, like the highest point is in Jotunheim, and Kratos is like, why would she want us to go there? Um, we'll find out for reasons. Have we been to Alfheim before we met Mimir? I feel like maybe we were. I don't recall why. Yes, we got... Okay, so you did go to... And before this, you did go to Alfheim because you needed a light from there to get rid of the fog that was blocking your way up the mountain. Oh, right, right, right. That's what it was. So you have been to Alfheim and like... Okay, but something happened. I don't really like that place, but go for it. Oh, Something oh God, really there was that one thing. Okay, so when you go to get the light, it's this huge column of light, and I guess uh, Kratos has, like, this artifact that he has to fill. So he ends up, like, sticking it in the light, and he gets pulled into this column of light. And while he's in there, he is, like, seeing the past, like, right after his wife died, and he's listening to Atreus talk to his wife, and it is heartbreaking because, yeah. you know, he's saying these things like, Mom, it should have been Dad that died, not you. You're so much better. I need you in my life. Why did you leave me with him? All of this. And it is so upsetting. And I was just like, oh, my God, Kratos had to hear that. Yeah. And like uh, the wife's name is Faye. And so Faye is like kind of like asking Kratos to come to her and like oh. he keeps going and then he gets ripped out of this pillar of light and Atreus is like pissed off at him and he's like, Whoa, stop yelling. Like, well, like, Kratos is yelling at Atreus. He's like, I told you not to pull me out of there because like he told him before yeah. not to not to interrupt it. So he was pissed. And then uh, you kind of look around and you realize Atreus has been out here for a very long time and he's killed like over a hundred of these dark elves. Yes, it's like, and, like just a slaughter off. zone. Oh, He's yeah. like, you left me out here. Like, why would you leave me? And you're just like, whoa. Like, that's crazy. Um, 
Yes, you needed the the light um, yeah. for the Bifrost to get rid of this fog before you go up the mountain. So we did yep. miss that part. Yep. Okay. So, he lets us know, hey, highest point in the valley is or highest point in the realm is in Jotunheim. So Kratos is like, this is what your mother wanted, and he's like, Mir's like, well, the only way you're gonna get there is if you have me, but I'm stuck in this tree, so you have to cut off my head. <laughs> it's so funny because Atreus is like, what? I was um, like, what? Are we seriously going to cut his head off? This is going to be great. Uh, so, and so, throughout this entire game, people are like, hey, Kratos, we know who you are. Yeah. Like, we know you're a god. And so, Amir is like, the boy doesn't know, does he? And Kratos is like, no, and I would not have him know. And he's like, well, there's going to be repercussions. And yeah. Kratos, like, looks down at his axe and goes, I'm going to cut off your head now. And I <laughs> lost it. Because that was, like, it's such a Kratos thing to say, but it's yeah. so funny. Yes. Um, so we chop off Amir's head, and he wanted us to head back to the witch, because the witch can reincarnate his head and, like, make it all... So he can still talk and be free, kind of. So we head back there, and this is where we find out who the witch is. This is where we mm-hmm. find out she's Freya, because she brings uh, Amir's head back to life, and he's like, oh, hey, Freya, how's it going? And Isn't she slapping? Kray- yeah, she like slaps him, like, how dare you? <laughs> he's um, just a head, and she slaps <laughs> And Kratos uh, instantly gets, like, pissed off because he doesn't trust gods, and yeah. Freya was a god. So he, like, gets from here, and they're, they're leaving. Like, he's just, he's so pissed off about it. Um... Out of that, out of that whole like big thing, uh, they have to figure out a way to get to Jotunheim. So they call the World Serpent. Oh my god, I forgot about the World Serpent. Oh my god, yeah. this is such a great part because beforehand, you're on the thing in the center of the lake where you can like turn to go to different realms or whatever, and there's this part in the middle where you can raise up this platform and there's this horn. And before I'd gone to it, I tried to blow the horn and it's like, this is not the time for that. So I was like, man, what are we going to do with this horn? I can't wait to see what it's going to be. So once we get Mimir, we go over there. He takes us up on the platform. He sticks Mimir's head up to the horn and he blows through it, makes this loud noise. And then the world serpent like wakes up and brings his head over and starts talking. And it's. It's amazing. Yeah, it's really funny because, like, Mimir speaks the language of yes. the world serpent. It's super funny. Um, so we kind of learned that to in order to get to Jotunheim, we need to find a relic that'll power the kind of, I want to call it like a station, but uh, it's like a, I don't know what you want to call it. Like the transport? It was where Mimir was. Yeah, it was Realm. called transport. Um. <laughs> So we go and we're, we're we set off to do that, and this is where we run into the twins, uh, Magni and Modi. That sounds Magnus and Modi, maybe. As I know, one is Magni. I, I feel like the other one has to be Modi. I don't know. Uh, I didn't. I never really caught their names. I was too busy yeah. kicking God's asses. So this is the like kind of big third boss fight that we get into. This is pretty. Did this? 
did Atreus get sick yet? No, that's happens after. Okay, okay. That happens Sorry. after this. Yeah. Oh, because uh, he's an asshole? Is he an asshole? No, he's an asshole. He's not an asshole. Because uh, this, this is the first battle with him? Yeah, this is the first oh, okay, battle. Okay, okay. The right, second sorry. battle. Yep, yep. Okay, all right. Um, so yeah, we get the relic, and we um, we fight them. And it's kind of a cool fight. Cause, it's like, really cool. That's there for you. What? Oh, wait. I froze. Okay. Okay. So what did, what did you ask here? It was a really cool fight. It was a really cool fight where you're kind of one of the... the uh, they come at you at different times, but they're talking a bunch of shit and pissing off Atreus. Like, Atreus is getting very angry. <laughs> um, Were they talking about his mom yet or not? Yes, they start bringing up the yeah. mom thing. Yeah. Like, and he does not like that. Mm-hmm. So you're blocking and countering all at the same time because they're coming at you multiple times and you end up killing Magni like you just beat the shit out of him and like Modi's like nah I'm out of here like roll out <laughs> yeah um so I think after that is when we go we're going to the Lake of the Nine is what it's called the little thing in the middle of the island where you can kind of go to different realms. We're going to go inside of it because we learn that... What is it? Tyre. The Tyr. Tyr, yeah. Sorry, Tyr. Tyr. Tyr had found a way to get to the different realms. And Tyr uh-huh. was a giant? Tyr is the Norse god of war. And he was just really friendly with the, the Right, giants. right. He liked the giants, yeah. Um, get along really well. So we get inside this room and like you're like, all right, like this is it. We're gonna like figure out a way to get a Jotunheim after this. And then Kratos and Treyas look at each other and they're like, "You smell rain?" And like I was really like, "What the fuck?" Like rain. And then out of nowhere, Modi shows up and like is like electrocuting Kratos and just talking shit about Treyas's mom. And Atreus, like, for a split second, begins to have Spartan rage. Like, you see, like, the energy crackle around him, and his skin gets a little bit more paler than usual. And then he just passes out. And is this the part where Kratos kills Modi? No, like no, 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 this is when this entire time Amir has been like, you need to tell the boy what he really yeah. is or else this is going to hurt him. Yeah. So he hasn't, and Kratos is like, no, I won't have him know. So Kratos hasn't been doing it. So Atreus is suffering from this. They bring him back to Freya because she's the only one who could possibly heal him. And Freya is pretty much like, he's, his mind can't handle the fact that he is a god, but he doesn't know he's a god. He has a war inside of his body going on. So the only way to heal him is to get a like from the guardian of the bridge in Helheim. So get, we are get a what you Helheim cut out? What did you say? To get a relic from the guardian of the bridge of Helheim. Okay. Um, and she lets us know that our axe won't work in Helheim. It's mm-hmm. so cold that nothing will work there. And this is when Cody 
got and you always you told me like last podcast <laughs> I get the goosebumps too easy, but the goosebumps formed for like three hours after this. Yeah. So you're like, there's like I know what I must do. I must return home. Now, as someone who didn't play the God of War games, what did you think was going to happen? Okay, so what I was like, oh, he has to go back to Greece? And so then he gets in this boat and he's going, and I'm like, what's happening? Is he, like, real close to Greece? Like, is this, I don't understand. And then he gets to his house in the woods, and I'm like, oh, he meant that home. Okay. But yeah, I had no idea what was coming. Um, So why don't you go ahead and, and tell us what happened? I just double checked. It is Magni and Modi. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Okay. Um, so the music kicks in, and it's the music from the end of God of War three. And then on the boat is the kind of like projection of Athena mm-hmm. that was that followed you around in God of War three. And Kratos is like Athena, leave me alone. And like it's just building. You're like, okay, something is about to happen. And so Kratos returns home. He opens the door. He unlocks that panel where Treyas was hiding earlier, where he was never supposed to go. And he pulls out this kind of like wrapped up object. And you're like, oh, I wonder what this is. And he undoes them. as the Blades of Chaos from the old God of War games. And I lost my shit. I was like, no, because I was not expecting this. I was like, no, we're just going to be axed the entire time. They're not going to bring back the Blades of Chaos, right? So fucking cool. And like, the, the cinematic that kind of happens while he's wrapping the chains around, like how Athena is like, you're nothing but a monster. And he's like, he's like yes, but I am your monster no longer. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. It hit me. I was like, oh, that God. That was so good. So, cool. um, so we have the Blades of Chaos, which is going to... He'll be able to deal with the cold in Helheim. So we head back to the Lake of Nine. Hold on. Let me just say, as somebody, I played a little bit of God of War 3, but I didn't, you know, remember or know anything. And these blades are not, they're not your dad's blades, man. These are like new and improved and amazing blades. So as soon as you exit the, your house, like all these enemies start coming and it's like your training practice ground to get to learn how to use these blades. And I had so much fun. I'm like, oh my God, these things are amazing. And it just blew me away how how cool this was. And I was thinking, you know, people who um, were into the older games are probably like losing their shit right now so much because I don't think anyone expected this. I mean, this is like a great, you know, spoiler that like, I don't think got spoiled for people because like i had no idea i didn't hear anyone even making any sort of little reference to it so it's so cool to have a surprise like that in the game and then these weapons are just so amazing because from this point on you can just easily switch back and forth between the axe and the blade um and they're just uh they're great for they each have their own like specific uses um but they make like a perfect pairing because like oh yeah i once Atreus got sick and I was looking at my weapon stats and everything and I'm like, well, I've got like the max level for all the skills for my axe. So I was like, I must be real close to the end of the game because I mean, what yeah. else is there to do here? And then I was like, how am I really going to do this combat without Atreus by me? Because like I've come to rely on him and his ear- his arrows to do stuff for me. Um, so then getting the blades and then like seeing this whole new page of skills that are going to unlock for the blades. I was just like, oh boy. <laughs> It's on now. 
So. Yeah, I really liked how the the combat kind of flowed seamlessly. Like you could have the axe out, throw mm-hmm. it, use it like as a ranged attack, and then switch the blades super fast and mm-hmm. do a follow up attack. I'm like, yeah, I think they they really. And like each, yeah, each weapon has its purpose. Like you know, because yeah. there are enemies that are element based. So like mm-hmm. your ice, your ice axe isn't going to do anything, but the blades chaos will because it's based mm-hmm. in fire. So that was really cool. Yeah. So we head to Helheim, and this place is looking really cool. You know, get all these dead souls wandering around. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get to the end of the bridge, and we have to fight the guardian. We defeat the guardian. I didn't have too much trouble with it. Did you? Because it's just like a giant tr- troll. Because the ogres are the ones you can kind of jump mount. on and control them. Yeah, that was that was something fun. Like some of these that enemies, you can jump on them and like start beating them and like make them beat up other enemies for you. Yeah, that was uh, that was my favorite part about riding them. Um, but it's just kind of like a giant troll fight. But like he has a couple extra moves in there where like he can smash his like. They all have this like giant stone pillar with like runes on them, and they smash the he smashes the pillar and like sends like waves at you. So you block those. Uh, we kill him. We I'm pretty sure we carve the uh, this relic out of his chest, but they don't show it. Which yeah, like I don't remember that part. Was really. very different from because like in old God War games, we were just seeing Kratos carving that fucking relic <laughs> out of his chest, like um. And so Kratos turns and looks in the sky because we have the bridge to Helheim in front of us. And there's like a giant, like, creepy bird creature sitting there. And I'm like, that's coming back in a future game or the, in the end of the game, something's going to happen with that. Thing. That bird was awesome, man. It was very awesome looking. Um, he looks in the sky next to the bird, though, and the face of Zeus forms. And you're like, oh shit. Like, this is where Zeus is. So that was pretty cool to see. So we leave Helheim, and we get back to the witch, and Treus is healed, and this is kind of a big moment in the game, because Kratos is like, alright, you want the truth? I'm a god, and you're a god. And some really cool dialogue, because he's like, can I turn to an animal? And Kratos <laughs> like doesn't know to respond, he's like, can you turn into an animal? <laughs> no, I don't think you can. <laughs> well, but there's some stuff really where like... he's like, he's like, I don't know what he asks, but Kratos is like, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see if that's something you can yeah. do. It's just it'll just depend on how your powers manifest. So, um, and so this is kind of when, like, a little bit after this, Atreus is like, "All right, I'm a god. Cool, cool." He kind of starts becoming an asshole because he's like, <laughs> I'm a god. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. Who cares about these random people? And like, I think my favorite part about this is that he like just becomes really douchey and like will tell his dad whatever. Yeah. Well, and he's a jerk to Brock, I think, as well. Or Sindri, one of them. He's Sindri, really he goes mean off to him. on Sindri. Yeah. He's like, leave me the hell alone. We don't want to help you. Get nothing but a dwarf. It's like, yeah. good God. Yeah. Um,. Well, I think we missed an important part, because there was a part where, um, I don't know if Atreus told him, or if Freya told him or something, but, like, Atreus had always felt there was a certain, like, disappointment or something that Kratos felt in him, 
Um, oh, but it was when, really uh, like Kratos's self hatred about being a god and the fact that Atreus was a god. It like rubbed off on him, and like that was having yeah. a negative effect on him as well. When they're getting in the boat, like just before Kratos is like, "You want the truth?" He's mm-hmm. like, "I know the truth now. Like you never wanted me." Yeah. Um, stuff like and like that really hit hard. I was like, "Ooh!" And yeah, then he was like, was "So sad." He's and like, he ended with like, "I know the truth," and that's when Kratos was like, "You want the truth." I'm a god. You're a god. Um, and I think doesn't he doesn't he have like almost the entire conversation where he tells him that where he's facing away from Atreus, like Atreus yes. is behind him. So it's really like I don't know. It's really well done. The emotions in this oh, game yeah. are so well done. So, um, so we head back to where we were before, where Modi like attacked, and we actually get to go inside the Vault of Tear. And we kind of learn a lot about what Tyr was doing and how he, like, found a back door. Um, and, like, assume the back door is actually where Mimir was. Like, that's where the gate is. Because the Bifrost won't let you go to Jotunheim. Because it's blocked by Odin. Yeah, like, I so, think they destroyed the tower or something that normally you would yeah. dock to. So you can't get to it that way. Um... So they assume that where Mimir was before, before we cut his head off, was like that's where Tyr would go. So they get the rune, and I think they're going back through the mountain, and this is where we run into Modi mm-hmm. for the third and final time. And this is where, like, Kratos is like, let him live, boy, he's defeated. And Atreus says, no, I'm a god, I'm going to kill him. And just stabs him with his, like, knife. And, like, you're just like, oh god, like holy shit, like what an asshole. Yeah, and so like this is about the point when I'm starting to think things like, okay, this game's taking a twist and Atreus is going to be the ultimate boss that we have to fight because he's going to turn so bad at the end of the game I'm going to have to fight against him or I'm like one of the next games, like he's going to be bad and I'm going to have to fight against him. I'm like, oh my god, this is... I didn't see this coming at all, but that's not really what happened. So Yeah. Um, so this is just kind of more asshole Atreus, where he's like, this is when he really starts hitting the whole, like, anytime you order him to shoot an arrow, he's like, whatever. Oh my god, that was like, so funny. Right. I was just like, what a shit. Because you had told me he was going to turn into an asshole, and I was like, I'm probably going to be amused by it. I'm probably going to like it, because I like Damian Wayne, who's a little asshole. But uh-uh. Atreus was too much of an asshole. I did not enjoy that. I was getting pissed yeah. at that boy. I was like, no, sir. Mm-mm. So, after Modi is dead, and like Kratos is kind of like, really pissed off at Atreus and Mimir even comments. He's like, all right, come on guys. Like, I'll give each other the silent treatments. It's not, not going to work. <laughs> um, so they climb up to where Mimir's body was and we're getting ready. Like Jotunheim is like in sight. Like, I'm like, got this, this is it. Right. This is the end of the game. This is going to be great. No. Uh, and then the stranger shows up, but now we know that's actually Balder. Wait, wait, is this, is this where we get stranger. punched into Helheim? Some, we go to hell. Um, that goes a bit later. Okay. Okay. Um. So, Balder shows up, beats the hell out of Kratos, and Atreus is like, "I can take him." And Kratos is like, "No, get out of here. He wants you." Because uh, the entire time, like he's like Balder has been wanting Atreus, um, not Kratos, like Kratos thought. 
and I forget what Trace does. Oh, he shoots Kratos with one of the electric arrows, I think, right? Or just shoots him with an arrow? Shoots Bolton? And... No, no, he like... He shoots Kratos? He shoots Kratos. Not intentionally, I don't think. Could have been intentional. That like gives Balder enough of an opening to like knock Kratos out for a second. Okay. So Kratos comes to and sees Balder taking Atreus with on on his little dragon. Oh yeah. And this is where we hop on the dragon and like oh, that yeah. kind of ensues. And yeah, the fight on the dragon is really ba- uh, badass because you're like dodging and like yeah. he gets like on top of you and just punches you and you have to like dodge, dodge and, and hit. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Um, I was real bad at it. It took me quite a few times <laughs> to get that timing down. So I'm pretty sure this is where we end up in Helheim. We end up we end up in Helheim. Yeah. Like we crash the dragon and then we go end up flying uh into the little area where uh the Bifrost in the Lake of the Nine. Um and he opens up a thing to Helheim and we end up going into it. Um and this is where we kinda like get a little bit more backstory on Balder mm-hmm. because we're kinda sneaking around. And this is where we also Atreus starts to mellow out again and he starts to Yeah, because I think he's cool. He sees like a shadow version of himself. Because oh, this right. is what happens in Helheim. If you stay there too long, you you get to meet like your real self. So he sees like a shadow version of himself and he realized how big of an asshole he was being. Mm-hmm. So he like apologizes, he's like, I'm sorry, like I'll listen to you. Yeah. So we're sneaking around, and this is where we see Balder is talking to his shadow self. And this is where we find out that Balder is Freya's son. And Freya put, like, not a curse, but it is kind of a curse. Mm-hmm. Where he cannot die or be hurt in or, any way. And the side effect of that is, like, so we can't feel pain anymore, but he can't feel anything anymore. Yeah. And he so can't. he hates his life, and he hates yeah. his mother for doing this. Um, and he's a little crazy about it a little bit yeah so like the entire time he's like yelling at his past self like you're such a a wimp like she should kill it right there Mm -hmm. and kind of gives you like a preview of what's to come so from here we have to escape helheim and like there's a lot of crazy stuff happening like we get like a ship that like is floating oh my god that was awesome we're on this flying ship and like sometimes you could look over and still see that bird that giant bird in the sky um but yeah the the fights on that ship were really fun because you kept having enemies like jumping on board and you'd have to like fight them and then you'd have to go like like the some these huge grapples would get shot at the ship and you'd have to go like pry those off so you could keep flying yeah and I don't even understand, like, what that was or why we were using that way to get out of Helheim, but it was fucking awesome flying on that ship. Um, and so from here, like, right before we leave, a, like, kind of vision of Kratos killing Zeus from God of War mm-hmm. 3 appears, and uh, apparently Kratos' other big fear is Atreus finding out that he killed his father. Um, in Zeus. So after they get out of there, they go back to the Lake of Nine and go inside one of Tyr's chambers. And he's like, hey, did you see that? And Atreus is like, see what? I don't know what you're talking about. And you're kind of like, okay, all right. Good guy, Atreus. <laughs> Just pretend like he didn't see that. Yeah. Um, so at this point, I'm like, all right, 
this game is really good. And I don't really know where we're going from here. I know, extremely so, we would have gotten to Jotunheim by now, but no. Yeah. Stuff keeps happening. <laughs> so now that we think, okay, well, Tears Back Door is destroyed, we have no way to get to Jotunheim, right? Well then they kinda they go inside one of Tears Chambers and they put it together that he was using the realm in between realms to get to Jotunheim. And to get there, they have to flip the entire Bifrost upside down and really throw things out of whack. And this was like the craziest scene to me because Kratos is, is picking up this entire thing and flips it upside down. <laughs> and you're like, oh my God, this is such like insane nonsense. <laughs> um, so you're getting like real close. Like, we're like, all right, I'm like, we're going to Jotunheim. But we still got to deal with Balder. So, next thing you know, the world serpent is getting thrown around, and you're like, oh, snap. Wait, and wait, wait, wait. We go inside the world serpent for something. I don't remember what it was. But we had to take our boat inside the world serpent. It came down, it opened its mouth. We went in there like Jonah and a whale, and we went in, and we had to go pick something up, and then we, we were going to come back oh, out. Is- one of the last of the giants. So he has one of the relics needed. Okay. One of the keystones needed oh, to get okay. to Jotunheim okay. through this realm between worlds. Because he's so, the last of the giants. So as we we're in him that. coming that's out. That's when he starts getting. Yeah, that's stuff. So, so you start getting shook all around. You're like, what is yeah. going on? He eventually spits you out on the side of another mountain. Yes. I somewhere we we missed the part where we went and climbed up the dead giant with the hammer, and we used the hammer to smash some oh, ice. Yeah. I think that's where we got one of the keystones okay. for the yeah. back door that they thought was by Mimir. Um, so Baldur has apparently been beating up the world serpent. Yeah, and, and like I panicked and I thought the world serpent was dead, but he comes back later. He wasn't dead. It was yeah. okay. So that was good. And by this time, Freya is also like looking for Balder and so Kratos and Trace now they know that Balder is Freya's uh son are kind of like hesitant to, about Freya because like they don't know if Freya's gonna betray him. Um Balder shows up and is like, I'll do with you later, mother, and like goes to punch Kratos after they get into like a scuffle and Treus jumps in front and then about like three hours earlier, Treus's bow strap had broke. <laughs> and Kratos used an arrow tip that Sindri gave them to fix it. And then Freya freaked out about these arrows. And I was like, I don't get why she's special green out. arrows. Yeah. They're special green arrows. And she like threw them in the fire. And she's like, never use these. Use yeah. my special arrows. But so he still has one of the green ones tied to his the strap on his bow. And Balder punches him in the chest. I thought, did we fight a little bit before this happened? Because I think we fight yeah, for a little like, while. It's like a scuffle, kind yeah, of. Yeah, because it's really cool because you're fighting and then just randomly, Freya doesn't want you to hurt her son, obviously. She doesn't want her son to hurt you very much either. So she'll just, like, call up these vines from the ground yeah. and they'll, like, lock one or the other of you up in the vines for a minute. Um, so you're having to deal with that while you're fighting. Um and then I don't know if it's before or after that. I think there's also a section of the fight where um, you're kind of like in a little, a certain little area, like a square, and 
uh, Balder keeps like transitioning between like fire and ice and like different this abilities. Is, is that before or after? The... After. Okay. Um, okay. The Balder punches Trace in the chest and like Kurtz is like, oh no, like he shattered like his rib cage or something. And he's like, he's like, breathe, boy, breathe. And he's like, I'm, I'm fine. And like points at Balder and like, you see this like magic like dissipate. Mm-hmm. And it's because the arrowhead was. What was it called? Oh, I don't remember at all. Uh, was it mistletoe? Mistletoe. The arrowheads were made of mistletoe, and that is the only thing that could hurt Balder, and it broke the curse or spell that Frey had put on him. Mm-hmm. Um, so now he can feel pain, he could be injured, he could be killed. So at this point, Kratos is like, all right, let's do this. And Kratos and Atreus proceed to team up and beat up Balder. All the meanwhile, Freya has taken control of the dead giant yeah. that's nearby and is trying to stop them from fighting by like using this dead giant's mm-hmm. body that she reanimated to like hold them back. Um, there's a cat behind there's you all of a sudden. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so like Balder is like going back and forth between like fire and ice because he's like he can feel pain now. He can he knows what he can do. Mm-hmm. Um, this was like so, the hardest fight for me. I had so much yeah. trouble like being able to switch back and forth between the weapons quick enough. Cause like once yeah, you started does, an animation, it would have to finish that before it would let you switch, and it was just like ah, I died a few times, but uh, it was all right. So towards the end of the fight, we kind of like have beaten him down, and like he's he's beaten. Like we Treyas and Kratos get in their final blows, and unlike earlier, how when Kratos was like he's defeated, leave him. Treus is like, he's defeated. Leave him, Dad. And Kratos mm-hmm. agrees. So he gets up to leave, and Freya is like, oh, my son, my son. And Baldur's like, no, I hate you. And this is where we kind of get like, Freya will do anything for her son. Kind of mm-hmm. how like Kratos would do anything for his son. And so Baldur is like, she's like, he wants to kill Freya, and Freya's like, if that's what will make you happy, I will let you do that. So Baldur starts to choke Freya. And I was like, no fucking way we're doing this. This is some hardcore shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, I was like, there's, like, they're thinking to do this. Wow. And Kratos stops him. Mm-hmm. Like, puts him in a headlock. And it's like, we have to break the cycle. We can be better than this. And then he snaps Baldur's neck. And Baldur falls to the ground. And like, I guess this is like, he can finally feel the snow hitting him. Because I, mean, I guess maybe the mistletoe didn't get rid of all of the whole, like, he can't feel thing. But when mm-hmm. he died, he can finally feel everything. Um, and I thought that, like, the we had to break the cycle for it was really hitting. Because... Mm-hmm. And all the God of War games up until this point, Kratos was on a mission to kill all the gods. And he was part of a cycle. So when he says these words of, we have to break the cycle, it really hit me. Because it's like, Kratos realizes that we can be, the gods can be better. Like, they don't have to do this endlessly. Um, how, how did you feel about that entire moment? It was it was intense. It's another one of those that was like so well done emotionally. Just like talking about it again is getting me a little. Whew. Um, yeah, because it's such 
a powerful thing that like a mother loves her child so much and that she only wants the best and she's willing to sacrifice herself to try to give him peace you know that's such a powerful thing um but yeah um kratos well and he does that and like you know he's just made a new enemy now because freya is never gonna forgive that he killed her son so it's 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 definitely one of those catch-22s because, you know, you want to do the right thing. Boulder's definitely the villain here, but um, but it's not what she wanted. Um, he took the choice away yeah. from her also. So it's just like, wow. And I mean, also just like more like outside of the game, like the meaning of it, you know, breaking the cycle of violence and like how God of War, uh, previously he had killed his wife. And I don't think women were represented or treated very well in previous games. So, like, this could just be, like, a real clear, like, you know, hey, obviously this game is very different. We've changed. Um, and maybe just, you know, attitudes in the world. It could be making a statement about that as well. You know, hey, it's time to to change and let's look out for our women and, you know, the people that don't always have someone to look after them. Um, I don't know. But uh, but it's a really powerful scene, so. Yeah, and so right after this, like, Freya freaks out because obviously her son's dead. She's yelling at Kratos saying, like, how she's going to curse him and, like, spit on his dead body pretty much. <laughs> and uh, she says the line how he's just an animal uh, sharing the pain he feels with everybody. And Kratos is like, then you do not know me. And she makes the comment about how, but does he know you? And talking about Atreus. And this is kind of where Kratos like finally does the last bit of revealing about who he is. And he's like, I am from Sparta. I sold my soul to a god. And I killed my father. And Atreus is like, is that all we do as gods? We kill our fathers and kill our mothers? And like Atreus gets down on his knees in front of Atreus and is like, "No, we we decide the kind of gods we can be," and like, fucking hits you like right there. You're like, "Oh, it was okay. so sweet." It was, but here's the thing: he says he killed his father, but he never admits to killing his previous wife and child. I think that's gonna come back in the next one. Okay. I, th- I feel like. It's like, Atreus can only take so much, I guess. I feel like killing the father thing wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, because he was a god. Except for, it kind of tied into what was going on in the story at the time. Yeah. But I do feel like the whole killing his his, uh, wife and other child will come back eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So after this, you're kind of like, all right. Like, Freya carries Baldur's body off, and you're like, all right, this is it. We're going to Jotunheim. And, and you're so, and you're like in the next game she's gonna be out to get me. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, there's some stuff we'll talk about in a little well, yeah, bit. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, that like definitely you're like oh shit. Mm-hmm. Um. So for real this time, I'm finally sorry, we get. Oh wow, that's loud. Yeah. Um, Setting the mood. <laughs> yeah. So finally, we are going to Jotunheim. We get on the Bifrost. We smack that thing in there. We that's go what she the said. Realm between realms. Oh gosh. Uh, anyways. And we are in Jotunheim, 
and you walk through the door and you see all these dead giants and you're like whoa yeah it's like Man. a whole wasteland like there's nothing alive in your yeah. time anymore and uh kratos undoes the bindings on his arms that have been hiding the scars from the, the blades of chaos and all that and he's like i am finally free like i have nothing else to hide so kind of does though. Except for that that whole wife and kids yeah. murder thing, but that's fine. And like my favorite part is the trans walks up and is like, uh, can we get going now? Like it's kinda of weird. <laughs> Was this the point also where the whole game Atreus has been asking Kratos if he can carry his mother's ashes? Yes, and Kratos is always like, is No, weird. you're not ready for that. And this at this point he gives the ashes to Atreus and it's like, now yeah. it's now it's time. And that was really sweet. Yeah, that was really good. Um and so we go into this tunnel and like there's like pictures on the wall depicting how the giants had to flee Midgard to get away from Odin. And then Atreus like touches one of the walls and Oh. It like dissolves. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, okay. no, yeah. It froze for a second. Okay. Sorry. Um he touches the wall and the wall kind of like dissolves and starts doing some etches, and you see all the events of the video game that you just played are unfolding on these walls. And you find out that Faye, Atreus's mother, was a giant. And And so giants that... often have the gift of prophecy. So yes. she knew everything that was gonna happen and she had etched it into these walls. I'm getting real emotional about this. this is, <laughs> oh, it was so good, you guys. And what was the last etching that you see? Well, do you talk about the one that Kratos uncovers, or are you talking about the one that... Oh, because Atreus had already left. He'd all gone outside. He didn't yeah. see it. Oh, okay, yeah. so the one before Atreus walks outside is them spreading the ashes together. Mm -hmm. And it's really, like, sweet. Um, And so Kratos even remarks, like, oh, I guess I wasn't the only one hiding secrets. Mm -hmm. um, so you find out Atreus is part god, part giant. Um, and so Treyas runs outside and Kratos like pulls up this kind of like banner and underneath it you see Kratos dying and Atreus is holding him and something is coming out of Kratos' mouth it looks kind of like a serpent kind of weird and Kratos goes Kratos like I forget what the statement he says is but he kind of like is like okay and drops the banner and continues outside and they let the ashes go. And this is like the big moment. And like the music, the music really swells up here. And you're like, I got a little choked up. Uh, I'm getting choked up right now. Um, and you kind of, this higher game. It's all about Kratos being a dad and like not knowing what he's doing. And he's been wanting to put his hand on Atreus multiple times. He keeps pulling himself back. And there's a moment where he almost does it, but Atreus runs off. And I think got injured at this point. But this is the moment where he finally puts his hand on Atreus. And they look up into the sunset as Faye's ashes scatter in the wind. And you're just kind of like... It's just a great moment. Like You're like, what a way to end the game, right? So they start to walk back, and the biggest moment of the entire game happens, where Atreus is like, 
Dad, uh, I noticed on all the writings they refer to me as Loki. And Kratos goes, yes, that is what your mother wanted to name you. And you're just like, what? Holy shit, I know. Because, like, I had no idea that that was coming. Even and after like, we found out that his mother was a giant, like, it still didn't click for me that, oh, he's yeah. half giant now. It was just like, nope, no, I didn't, I didn't get it. So, yes. Oh, my God, that was so exciting. And, like, it was, like, four in the morning for me when this happened. <laughs> so I just jumped out of my chair. I was like, no way. What's happening? Like, what a bomb to drop at the very end of the game. Yes. And, like, Corey Barlog has, like, come out and been like, well, if you notice, there's, like, certain hints that he is Loki throughout the entire game. Like, his first animal to summon is a wolf. And he can really communicate with animals really well. And he asks, can he turn into an animal? And, like, that's kind of what Loki is known for, is turning into animals and helping with animals. And you're just like, holy shit. <laughs> and, like, Loki in, in mythology, like, helps kill Balder. And that's what he did here. Oh, I didn't know that. Um. So, yeah, and so credits kind of start rolling with you as you're walking back. And then the best story ever happens because... Atreus is like, well, you know, I guess I like Atreus better. I'm I'm glad that's my name. How did I get that name? And so Kratos tells the story about how when he was a Spartan soldier, um, one of his um, squad mates or whatever was a guy named Atreus. And he was, obviously he was a fierce warrior because they all were. And he was, you know, fantastic at that. But he was always had a smile, and he was always encouraging, and made everybody happy. <laughs> oh my god, you have to finish telling the rest of it. I can't tell. Uh, and so Atreus was like this perfect soldier to Kratos, and like somebody he looked up to. And so, and like he even remarks about how when he buried Atreus and planted his shield into the sand, how he would always remember him, and so that's why he picked the name Atreus. And you're just kind of like, God damn. And then <laughs> he's like the optimism that, that Kratos didn't have for himself. And like what yeah. that means for, for his son. Oh, it was so good. And then Atreus remarks about how, hey, you finally told a good story. <laughs> and it's just like, oh. It was um, so sweet. Oh, my God. And so you walk back through Jot the Jotunheim door and... uh that's pretty much the end of the main game. Um, you pick up Mimir because the dwarves were watching over Mimir while you went to the sun. They were, but then they just left him there on the ground, didn't they? You well, come back out and they're gone? Something comes up later if you do a certain side story, which we'll talk oh, okay. about. Okay. Um, so if you remember from that podcast where I mentioned uh, talking about God of War, I said, remember to go home. Yes, I didn't remember. Cody had to text me afterwards. I was like, well, remember to go home. I was like, oh, okay. So then I went home. So you go home, and you and Atreus are like, all right, that was a long journey. Let's get our rest. So you lay down, and the screen goes dark, and then it flashes up four years later. Four or five years. doesn't matter. Some kind of years later. Did it say many years later? I think it said many, maybe. I think it said mini because then when they come back on screen, I was like, Atreus looks exactly the same. He doesn't look any older, which I guess maybe that's a god giant yeah. thing. I don't know, but I was like, huh, that's 
that's weird. And it's said many years later. Yeah. And you hear a thunderstorm, and you're like, it's hitting the house, and Kraris is like, grab your weapon, boy. Mm-hmm. And you go, and you open the door, and there's a figure in front of the door, just like how it was with the stranger. And the camera's panning, and Kratos is like, who are you? And then this character that's standing in front of your house has a cloak on, and he whips the cloak away to reveal Mjolnir. It's fucking Thor. And there's lightning flashing all around. And there's a lightning oh, everywhere. Yeah. It looks and awesome. It's like, oh my god, this is amazing. <laughs> and then it goes credits. And it's like a tease for the next game. And you're like, yes. that was awesome. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Oh, it was so um, good. So that is the main kind of story of God of War. And like, what a game. Just, so I love good. every minute of it. There's it's just, like, it's so the emotional. Low was well, yeah. so great but yeah it's so emotional like we talked about on the, the podcast uh before like i felt like i felt every emotion in this mm-hmm. game because like mm-hmm. there's moments where you're like on the verge of tears there's moments when you're angry because trace is being a little shithead <laughs> there's moments where you're like envious of kind of the relationship at the yeah. end yeah. that Kratos has with his dad or Kratos has with his son mm-hmm. um like every emotion in the book, I really felt for this. Um, so there is some kind of like side story stuff that adds to what's going on. Mm-hmm. So there's two realms you can go to, and then there is the Valkyries that you can fight. Fuck those Valkyries, man. <laughs> so I think let's talk a little the two realms first. So there's Muselheim, which is where Surtur is, and it's like I like the Fire Realm. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of story stuff going on here, just besides the fact that, like, you kind of learned that, like, Surtur is supposed to who's bring upon Ragnarok. Um, and this is kind of, this is where I met my first Valkyrie, because I hadn't ran into any before this. Um, and there's a lot of cool challenges. There's a challenge where you have to defeat 100 enemies, and, like, that made me feel like such a badass. I got pissed off. Oh, I was having so much fun just blowing them up. Mm-mm. I was just like, God, my hands are getting so sore. It's just like, yeah, okay, I can kill a hundred enemies, but do I really need to? But yeah, I, don't know. I loved it. Um, <laughs> well, and I think the tr- I didn't do any of this until after I beat the game, and I will say that I think the game is so well done because you don't need to grind, you don't need to level up. To, to beat the main game. You can just play it through and you get stuff as the story goes just as you naturally would and it's a-okay. Like, there's no problem with being under-leveled. It's, like, paced perfectly. Um, and then once... You, well, if you just do the main story and don't do these side things. But uh, then if you want to do the side stuff afterwards because um, it is more grindy. But in yeah. uh, Muspelheim, when you're doing the trials, I felt like they were really... They would have been good to do in the main story because, like, they help train you to be better at the game and to, like, handle things a different way. Like, there's one where, like, the enemy's health regenerates all the time after your hits. And so, like, there was this one guy that, like, 
well, you're supposed to like do your melee attacks and then like rip them apart. But there's one guy that was too tough for that. And I spent like five minutes trying to kill him. But like every time I'd get him low, he would just come right back up. And I eventually figured out I just had to go and like throw him off the cliff. And then I'm like, oh, that was really easy. If only I'd done that. But it teaches you other ways to fight maybe than, you know, what you've been used to. If you go into it and you're just like kind of stuck in one way of combat, it shows you a lot of different ways to do things that you might not have been. So it's pretty helpful, I would say. Um, but yeah. Then there is, is it Niflheim? Niflheim. Mm -hmm. Niflheim, which has this like constant gas that's damaging you. And like the point is it's kind of like a roguelike where you go in and you're trying to collect these like orbs. They don't like, they're not actual orbs, but like it shows up. They're called mist echoes. Mist echoes. Yeah. Um, And like you're trying to get as many as you can to unlock chests and to open up these realm tears um, so that you can defeat enemies that come out for the trophy. And at first I hated it, but once you actually get the armor that makes you take less damage, <laughs> it's not that bad. Here's the thing. I I was like, this is okay. At first I was like, you know, I don't, I don't really care. I could do this a little bit. Um, but then once I found out that some of the armor sets were ones that give you health regeneration i was like oh yeah i like that let's let's do that so then i was like okay i can grind for a while and do this so i got my full all three pieces of armor that have that perk and i was like well let me just go see what else i have to do and i had like two chests left that were both 7500 mist echoes and then i had all the realm encounters which i think are at least 10,000. And I was like, yeah, I don't think I want to do that. I don't want to go grind through this that much anymore. Um, So that was about the point where I decided, like, I was going to be done with God of War. I I wasn't going to try to get the platinum. Um, I did, if there were, like, little easy trophies, I wanted to get some. So I wanted to go ahead and get the, the axe and the Blades of Chaos, like, upgraded to their max level. And so I had to do... I had to kill a Valkyrie for one of them, and I had to do something else for the other. So I ended up getting him, but I was like, once I got my my armor that regenerates health, I was like, okay, I can go take on this Valkyrie now. Because like, I tried it a couple times and just gotten my ass kicked horribly. Um, but I eventually killed a Valkyrie, and that was kind of exciting. Um, but now it's been like a couple of weeks since I've played it, and I'm kind of feeling like, you know what? I can go back and just, because it's fun to play that combat style. So I can go back and do that a little bit and just, like, you know, make a little bit more progress in Niflheim. Also, I still have just regular side quests to do because, like I said before, I can't figure out the navigation in this map. And there's, like, places I'm supposed to go (laughs) that I see on the map and I'm like, I don't know how to get there. So I'm going to have to follow some guides or something because, you know, I have trouble. There's a couple side quests. There's one side quest I know. There's an area you unlock when you beat the game because you're like, oh, Mm -hmm. I can finally go over here. Um, but after Niflheim, oh, so I took on all the Valkyries. Mm-hmm. So there's eight Valkyries and then the Valkyrie Queen. And Valkyrie Queen is what well, I can only compare it to a Dark Souls boss. Who <laughs> did I die a lot before? I was like, all right, I need to go upgrade all my armor, try a different strategy because what I'm doing is not working. <laughs> um, she was tough and like 
I was so glad when I finished that one. I was like, oh my god. Because after that, it was a collect-a-thon where I'm just collecting different yeah. things. Well, and it's um, so well done the way this game is because if oh, you yeah. want that challenge, you can go and do it, but you don't have to to finish the game and enjoy it. Like you can, it can be like nice and easy. So yeah. it's nice that it's has options. But I really wanted that platinum, so I was like, I need yeah. to do this. Yeah. But um, there is a story thing that will pop up after you defeat her. Mm-hmm. You find out that Freya is the actual queen of the Valkyries. Oh, okay. And that. Brock and Sindri disappeared because Freya showed up to ask Mimir where her wings were because she wants to get ready for battle. Oh, well, and that's something yeah. that's said earlier in the game is because she used to be married to Odin. You know, it didn't work out. She got punished and she was like cursed where she was not able to physically harm another living being. So, yeah something's going to happen where that's going out the window and she's going to be able to kick some ass, obviously. Um, yeah, that's so exciting. Hers of Valkyrie? When, fuck yeah. When that happened, I was like, oh, shit. Um, so, yeah. I really love this game. Like, That's kind of the last of like the real spoiler talk. There's yeah. nothing else really I don't happened. think so. Like, all the side quests don't really add anything, I don't feel. Um, but yeah, this is... I've said it before, I'll say it again. This is my favorite video game of all time. Um, I felt like the combat was perfect. The story was perfect. I'm so excited for the next one. Like, It's going to be a few years. I know we'll be on, we'll be on PS5, I'm sure, by then. But <laughs> I'm so ready for it. This yeah. game was something else. And I mean, I, I, I think that it's probably the best video game ever made. Um, like, I don't know that I'd say it's my favorite. I loved it a lot, but you know. That Resident Evil 4 just has that weird spot in my heart that can't <laughs> let go. I don't know. But uh, but yeah, it is just a phenomenal game. Everything about it is done just right. So Except for, you know, that navigation. If they could just like, <laughs> if I could push a button and it would like make a little track that would highlight for just a second, tell me which way to go, that would I'll be say superb. My biggest complaint about the game is there are certain pathways that close once you beat the game. Oh my god, that's like, pissing me off. you get up to the dead giant the first time, mm-hmm. you can no longer do that because Freya's now moved the giant body. Yeah. And I didn't know that until like I couldn't figure out how to get over there. Um, same with the you can't get out of Freya's garden because it's blocked by like vines. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of annoying. Um, but other than that, I, I didn't really have a lot of complaints with the game. Yeah. I thought... Everything was really fun. Yeah. Um, I do want to go back and mess around with photo mode. Oh, yeah. And apparently, there is one of the summons you get for Atreus that summons the squirrel god, um, Radagascar. Radagascar? Oh, my yes. God. And apparently, he's a snarky little bastard. Do you know what? Radagascar so... made an appearance in The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. So. Oh. Yeah. So. Definitely. I would love to see that. Um, so yeah, that's, that's been the God of War spoiler cast. Uh, Sam, if you had to give this game a rating, what would you give it? I mean, I'd give it the 10, but like everyone's giving it, it deserves a 10. I'm going to give it five boys out of five. <laughs> that's not very, boy, like just over and over. <laughs> I approve. All right, you guys. <laughs> I mean, it sounds a little dirty, but I still approve. <laughs> Uh, 
If you'd like to follow us on Twitter and Facebook, we are at Geek Card Games. If you'd like to subscribe to our YouTube channel, we are geekcardgames.com slash YouTube. If you want to talk to us on Discord, where we're doing all kinds of cool talks, people are breaking rules, talking about Destiny and the PlayStation channel, you can hit it up on geekcardgames.com slash Discord. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Oh, twitch.tv slash geekcardgames. Um, I think we're going to start doing a couple more streams. I kind of want to start streaming some of the Destiny stuff I've been doing. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of fun since Warmind came out. As always, we thank you for listening, but if you could leave us a review on iTunes or whatever you're listening to, recommend this podcast to a friend, you know, get it out there. We appreciate yeah. it. Um, and I am at comic book Cody on Twitter, Sam. I'm at SKSUVAK. Am I forgetting anything else? No. I didn't think so. No. So until next time, we've been Geek Art Games. Do we do the jingle here? Yes. Do the jingle, Sam. We're just a god and a boy who heart games. Do 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 do. Yeah. I like it, but who is the god and who is the boy here? I think I'm the boy. <laughs> I'm smaller. Um, I'm beard. less coordinated. <laughs> you get angry more often. Oh, good point. <laughs> I mean, I think clearly you're the god and I'm the boy. <laughs> we need to go to a, conve- a gaming convention and get <laughs> and I'd be all right you with that. You gotta have the haircut for it. Like You dyed it like a little orange and you gotta go. Yeah, man. <laughs> I've got the bow and arrow. (laughs) True. Thank you guys so much for listening.